0: In the Print Life membership, the place I like to start for anyone who's new coming into the membership is with this kind of four-part series all about having flow and balance in your business. And I break that down into four key pieces, the first piece being foundation. And I want to share that with you today because it's been on my mind lately, this idea of growth. Whenever I do one-to-ones with designers or we do our group coaching pods in the membership or even just questions I get asked off the podcast a lot of designers are looking for ways to increase sales increase client list have more revenue streams more income coming in and how do I how do I grow how do I grow this thing that I'm making and growth seems to be the focus and in this particular training I talk a lot about what goes into laying the foundation so that the growth happens easy, effortless, and with a little more organically. You're listening to the Print Life Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life Community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Print Life Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about growth in our business, whether you are a freelancer, you're a studio startup, you're a multi-stream designer, dealing with you know your work on multiple platforms, you're working with a studio, you're doing a lot of different things, right? A lot of the conversations we have around being a freelance designer, or even being a studio, is this idea of growth. I'm working on growing my business. I'm trying to grow my email list. I'm trying to grow my revenue streams or my income, right? And that can often feel like the main focus or the main goal. And something I teach at the very beginning, the very first video in the Print Life membership is all around flow in your business. And I break it down into four pieces. The first piece being foundation. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you lay the foundation properly, that the growth will happen with a lot more ease and flow. And we won't have to feel like we're trying to force something to happen. We'll just start to see the growth happen on its own because we've put these pieces in place that allow it to happen on its own that give it space right and we've been talking a lot about making space lately and sometimes doing the hard work up front allows things to be easier later creates more space for more things that we want later on in our journey if we do that hard work up front so what really brought about this conversation for me was listening to a podcast some years back and they were discussing Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. If you're not familiar, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, it's an idea in psychology proposed by American writer Abraham Maslow in a paper from like the 1940s called A Theory of Human Motivation. And in his paper, he talks about what motivates us, what we need, curiosities, right? And I found this so interesting because not only as humans but i think even in our careers we need a lot of the same things and so i kind of took this idea maslow's hierarchy of needs and tweaked it so that it could apply to us as creative entrepreneurs as small business owners in maslow's hierarchy of needs the idea is um, there's this pyramid and at the base of this pyramid it's like the most important thing, the, the largest piece when you're laying the foundation of this triangle at the very bottom are your basic needs, right? Our basic needs need to be met first. And this is food, water, rest, warmth, right? And then above that is our safety needs. So to feel safe, to feel secure, um, to make sure that we perhaps live in a safe place or we feel safe when we're resting, right? And then above that, is belongingness and love which would be friendships um, intimate relationships uh, the relationship and the relationships in your life and a feeling of belonging this could be community this could be family friends right and then above that our esteem needs which is in my opinion like self-esteem so feelings of accomplishment things that you do in your life that you're proud of Um, Things you're going after, achieving goals, right? And then above that, at the very top, the one that once you've laid all these other pieces in place, this one at the top is kind of this peak, right? Which is called self actualization. And this is achieving your potential. This is actually getting to where you wanted to go. Now that you have all of your other needs met, this can feel maybe a little bit easier once you've accomplished everything else and set the stage for yourself to achieve these things in your life, right? Because your basic needs, your psychological needs are all being met, then we can focus on self-fulfillment. Well, I thought this was so fascinating and I haven't listened to that podcast in a long time. Um, I'm trying to remember what I even heard it on. I think it was an NPR podcast a long time ago. But what I did was I applied this to creative entrepreneurship, having a small business, and how that could be applied to the way that we can lay foundation in our creative journey that will make that growth at the top seem a lot more easy and achievable, right? So in relation to the idea of basic needs, I think it's very important to have that first foundation that bottom of the triangle if you can imagine a triangle that very first layer the longest point at the bottom that anchors it in place right is financial and emotional support this could be when we say financial support i'm saying maybe you're not scrambling all the time to try and make ends meet because that may hinder your creative experience or it may hinder your ability to have time and space to build a business right or to work on your print designs or to start a blog or get your website up and running or work with the print design studio and deliver consistently so financial support could mean a bridge job perhaps meaning something else you're good at that is different than the goal of what you're doing right now something you can go do part-time or a couple hours a day that's going to bring in enough financial support to allow you the space to focus on your creative journey. And this could be a bridge job, like I said, or it could be that you don't need to work right now. Maybe you're being supported in other ways. Maybe you're being supported by your family. Maybe you're being supported by a spouse or a partner, or maybe you have saved up enough already in order to take this plunge into creative entrepreneurship, right? But I find that having that emotional or that financial support at the base of everything really gives you the flexibility, the time, and just space to play creatively, to find your style, to develop work, to do your mood boards, to get your website up, to do all the things that we need to do along our creative journey to get us closer to that growth goal, right? To that end goal. And emotional support, I feel like, is equally important. And for some of us, it may be more important than for others. But I find that having people in your life that know what you're doing or having a community of people you can share with, having that support from a spouse or a partner or a friend or anyone in your life who knows what you're doing that can kind of be there to support you along the way and oftentimes I've been in both scenarios where you have people questioning what you're doing they don't understand you don't feel emotionally supported and that can often make you second guess yourself it can leave you feeling a little uncertain or unsure whereas having that emotional support of somebody who's kind of cheering you on maybe they don't necessarily understand what print design is or what it is you're doing or what licensing is. Maybe they don't necessarily, they're not that person you can go talk to about it, but it's somebody who's in your corner, somebody who believes in you and who is rooting you on. I find that having that financial and emotional support can be a very strong jumping off point for you having success in your career. On the next tier up on this triangle, I put tools and equipment. Because for designers, it's really important that we understand how to use the tools that are available to us before we dive in to perhaps going after a freelance career. This could mean you take a course to learn Photoshop or Illustrator. This could mean you take a course to learn how to use your Procreate if that's the route you're gonna go. This could mean you take a watercolor class because that's the direction you wanna take or you need to maybe brush up on some things or maybe you need some new watercolors or you need a tablet. Whatever it is you need, knowing that you have your tools and equipment already before diving in is also helping to lay that foundation and set you up for success on the next tier up i have creative confidence and creative confidence is something that comes not only from practice but i do believe that in having that financial support that emotional support understanding your tools and your equipment having tools and equipment available to you Gives you that strong foundation to start playing and in the play, in the exploration, in the use of our tools and our equipment and doing the research and finding out who our target audience is going to be and start creating some prints and putting them out there. These are the beginnings of building that creative confidence. And then once you begin finding your style or practicing your style or developing more prints, even if they don't necessarily have an outcome in mind, sometimes being unattached to the outcome can give you more space to play than overly thinking the outcome. And that's not to say don't know who your target audience is, but I'm saying allow yourself to create and, create and create and create and create and see what happens without the pressure of needing everything you create to be something specific, something you're going to sell, something you're giving to a studio or putting up on your site sometimes just exploration and play will lend itself really nicely to building creative confidence as well because it's that skill it's that muscle memory right of doing something again and again and again that really gives us that beautiful creative confidence and then what will come from there is when you actually make your first sale and that gives you a boost of confidence as well or when you get really good feedback from a client or from a studio and getting your first shot at working with a studio or getting your first shot in an in-house job all these things are part of the creative confidence step of this success pyramid right and it can be something that takes a lot of time I don't think creative confidence happens overnight. I think it's an ongoing journey. It doesn't really have a destination. It's just about trying to stay creatively motivated and inspired. Sometimes we run into blocks and sometimes we like some of our work better than others. Sometimes we make the sale and sometimes we don't. It's about holding and maintaining that feeling of confidence in the knowing that The work that you do is the work that you want to be doing and that you're practicing it enough that you actually see growth in your process and that you're always staying in touch with what's going on in the industry. All of these things will lend themselves to building that creative confidence and hanging on to it. The next step in this success pyramid that I have put for surface pattern and print designers is community. Because even if you have that financial and emotional support to take the plunge into going after a freelance career, even if you have your tools and equipment, even if you're practicing your craft every day for that muscle memory, building that confidence, it's going to just really crack things open to be part of a community or to have a couple friends in the industry that you can reach out to, that you can interact with, that you can share your work with. Or even being a part of a studio where you're interacting with people can be considered community as well. It's really just to not feel so alone as freelancers. We spend so much time alone working in our studios, working in our spaces, and it can get a little bit lonely. If you're not already an introvert who really enjoys being alone, being a freelancer in our industry may be quite challenging. So, I highly recommend if you're somebody who really wants to feel part of a beautiful community I highly recommend getting on Instagram or getting on Facebook and trying to find a community that you think is a really good fit for you where you can share your work you can interact with other designers maybe even a sounding board for your work or some a place where you can ask questions Um, our Facebook community I find to be Um, a really great community, but it's a little bit more specific to fashion print design. So again, I highly recommend finding a community that you think is a really good fit for you and joining there and being vocal and sharing your work and commenting on the work of others and kind of putting yourself out there to grow community or find a couple creative besties out there that you can connect with even on Instagram. The next step up on the success pyramid is purpose. So this kind of goes back to always having that intention behind what we're doing, right? Because a lot of times I even remember um a couple jobs I've had where people get really, you know, emotional, the stress levels are high. We're trying to get collections out. We're trying to, you know, put a pitch meeting together for like Target or, you know, the the stress level was always high in when you work in fashion. And even the merchandisers, the sales teams, like sometimes when we really need to get something out, people are kind of stressed out and running around and snapping at each other. And I, <laughs> I worked with somebody who would come into the room and say, okay, everybody, calm down, it's just pajamas. And it would just kind of ground us in the idea that it's not life or death. And while it's important to do work we're proud of, do work that we love to do deliver on time sometimes when we work in this industry we can find that if you're anything like me maybe you've questioned the industry or you ask yourself what am i really doing to help anybody right and that's where having a purpose and intent behind your work can be a really rewarding thing because it keeps you pushing forward. It keeps you motivated. And when I started White Buffalo Studio, it was my intent to promote the designers whose work we featured in our studio and to give them, um, To really involve them and include them because a lot of studios don't really talk about who designed what and i thought that was rather odd so i like to really say you know whose work is being shown who our designers are and really feature them something else that was part of my purpose as a studio was to do charity functions once in a while to raise money for arts and music programs for inner city schools where i live And we did that a couple times and it's very rewarding and it really kind of takes work that you already love to do and it gives it purpose, which really drives you and motivates you on when you ever get stuck in those days of feeling like, what am I doing? You know, I know some of us can sit around and doodle flowers all day and it's amazing and it is, and we love it. But sometimes, especially, it's especially challenging in the fashion industry at times, We have to ask ourselves, like, do I have a purpose behind the work I'm doing? And when you have that purpose in place, whether it's giving back a percentage of your sales or maybe you only work with brands who are sustainable because you feel like you're helping the industry out in that way by being very particular about who you're working with, or perhaps you meet up with designers once in a while to do Um, like a silent auction to raise money, or maybe you donated a piece to something that was sold to raise money or whatever the case may be. There's so much possibility and opportunity out there to give back. So I highly recommend that when you get to a certain point in your career to really kind of figure out what that purpose might be and how you can contribute in some way, because in the long run, it's really going to motivate and propel you forward. So now we've talked about the bottom, the most important part, right? In establishing this success triangle, the success pyramid. And that first foundational layer is financial and emotional support. Then tools and equipment, because we can't do what we do without tools and equipment. The creative confidence that comes from practicing our style, practicing our handwriting, being the artist, being the person who's not afraid to experiment and mess up and make mistakes and play and have fun and be unattached to that outcome, right? That's going to build that muscle memory and give us that creative confidence to continue forward. Then once we have those pieces in place, you want to be part of a community, feel like you're engaging with other designers. Then you throw a purpose and an intent behind your work. And then all of a sudden, what I have at the very top of the success pyramid is growth. Because once all those other pieces are in place, the growth part will come with a lot more ease because you've laid the foundation for yourself to explore, to try new things, to have multiple revenue streams, because you're so ready. You're ready to tackle anything that comes your way. You're ready for the growth, right? I think being ready for growth is what I see most often in the way of growth. And myself included, looking back on my career and thinking about some of the things we talk about in the print life membership, which is if I were to tell you that your dream client wants you in their office tomorrow to look at your body of work, are you ready? Do you feel your work is ready to share with your dream client? And if it's not, what part of this success triangle do you need to go back to? Is it creative confidence? Is it tools and equipment? Is it practicing your style? Is it about exploration? Is it about, you know, that muscle memory? Is it about having purpose? Is it about that confidence? Like what, where are we struggling? Do you have the right systems in place in your business? Is it easy for them to navigate your website? Do you feel comfortable with the way that your website functions? Are you comfortable with your pricing? Can you serve that audience? So, I want to challenge everyone listening today to ask yourself number one, what is your growth goal? What does success look like to you? What is the desired outcome you have for your career, right? Because, number one, we need to know what we're working toward um, as part of the motivation, right? And then, if you feel like you're having a hard time getting toward that goal or you don't feel like you're on your way there, Ask yourself, what needs do you have that are not being met? If there's anywhere where you don't feel like your needs are being met, it's important to go back and strengthen those layers of this foundation right? If you don't feel emotionally supported enough to feel like you're doing the right thing, then we need to address that. If you don't feel financially supported enough to go all in, maybe we need to find a part-time job or a bridge job or take a couple clients for another skill set you have to support you in moving forward. If you are feeling a lack of confidence, it's time to start practicing and practicing and practicing your art your design capabilities, to research your target audience, to feel like the work you're doing makes sense to the end goal, right? If the end goal is to have a certain client base, are we researching those clients? Do we know who we're designing for? Do we have certain types of print categories that we're trying to practice that muscle memory with before we move on to other print styles, right? Or are we kind of all over the place? So work your way through some of these needs, some of these areas of your foundation to see where you need more support because what each level will do is motivate you to the next and motivate you to the next. And if we're feeling a lack of motivation, perhaps there's a need not being met. So I invite you to just sit with all of this, get an idea of an end goal in mind and how you can kind of address any of the needs that might not be getting met for you to encourage you to push you forward toward that goal. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the print life podcast. Are you ready to become a magnet for print buyers? The print life membership doors will be opening soon. The first membership of its kind to give you business, sales, marketing, and design training that you need to identify your unique client base so you can begin to design, pitch, and sell with ease. Head over to LeslieKennahan.com/ forward slash membership and get on the wait list. See you next time.